Welcome to another installment of Chatting Movies with Jacob Wayne. This is an offshoot of the Jacob Wayne Show. And for the first time on Chatting Movies, I have a guest with me again is the lovely, sensual, <laughs> not always available, Michael Valentine. How you doing, sir? Good, man. How's it going? Uh, fantastic as usual. My throat is a little fucked up today for some I reason, like... Maybe I was talking with the roommate a little too long yesterday. Uh, I'm just like, sure. yeah. So we'll get through this. It's all good. This is um, also a, a meta episode because uh, I have special guests to Jacob Wayne's myself. So yes. you're so on. For those that don't know, I am an artist. Uh, my favorite medium being acrylic paint. And behind Michael Valentine are two paintings that I did. One's of the Riddler and one of the Penguin. And who happens to be two major villains in this new Batman movie? Yeah, somehow you predicted the villains of this movie like almost 10 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. you're, you're Jacob Wade Nostradamus, I guess. Uh, yeah. Pretty magical powers you have. It's when I painted that Trump clown thing. And what do you know? He acted just <laughs> like a clown. It's like, I really should have more thoughts about what I do with my abilities as an artist yeah. to manifest things yeah so i guess the next batman paint paintings you do will be the next villains and you'll predict the whole movie again so um yeah we're we're gonna stay on the movie quite a bit but i will say this is that with those paintings in particular they're like they're almost 10 years old yeah and it's like the style has changed so it's like do i just go with what i do these days and sort of have hints of what is in those paintings or like kind of go back and just know every background is going to have that scrapey spray paint thing going on yeah i don't know That's it's kind of slowed me down on a couple series of paintings i've done because the sense yeah your style changes yeah, yeah. One, one cool thing that's a nice segue into the, the, the new Batman movie that we're reviewing is um, you really did unusual takes on the Riddler and Penguin here versus the traditional thing. And, uh, you know, Matt Reeves in the new The Batman movie did very uh, unusual takes as well. So, yeah, very cool. Um, I suppose, where do we begin with this? Because there's a lot to talk about. You're a big Batman fan. I'm a big Batman fan. Yeah. Um, I'm planning on having you back on this show uh, for future movies. And I know that you and I don't always see eye to eye on film. Sometimes you love one, I don't like it, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but this one, I have a feeling we're going to be pretty <laughs> lockstep with each other. But, you know, who knows? We'll, I guess we'll, the devil's in the details. Sure. Okay. So, first things first, you like the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, which is pretty interesting because um, I actually seen it twice now. I went again last night just to catch up for, for the review here today. And um, the first time I didn't, you know, I liked it, but not quite as much as I did it last night. It, it was the second viewing was a lot better, which I had heard from a lot of people that, that the second viewing was better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not sure if the first time I was just tired or, you know, I, I love Nolan Batman. So it might have just been like, you know, too like different. For walking me. out on your lady. Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't know, Matt. This is pretty yeah. good, but I don't know if I should be doing this. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, with, with, with these kind of movies, with something that, 
you know, we love Batman so much. I think there's just, it's got to coalesce. I couldn't just see it one time. And again, I got to see it, you know, several more times to really get a good feeling of how it will stack up against the Nolan movies or Tim Burton or the animated series and how, how it will kind of fit in history here. But uh, yeah, the second time I liked it a lot better and um, um, I, I rate it very highly. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll use that as a way to get into some of the separate details of things. Can you pinpoint anything that didn't really work for you the first time? Or at least um, had you like kind of scratching your head or like. Yeah, it was it took me a minute to get used to Pattinson as Batman. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, it's, it's a very different Batman than we're used to as well. You know, we're used to more polished Batman. He's kind of fumbling about. He's like, you know, uh, jumps off the building, hits the, the the car, and everything doesn't kind of go right for him. It's it's like a year or two Batman. He's still new to it, so it took me a minute to get used to that. And the other thing that I really hated, that I still kind of hate, is um, how they say Falcone, Carmine Falcone, instead of Falcone. Like I just yeah. want to yell at the screen the whole time because it's <laughs> it's it's fucking Carmine Falcone, not Falcone. Yeah. So <laughs> just a little detail as a Batman nerd, but um, sure. Um, and I I think one of the other aspects I'll say real quick too that you know took took some getting used to is how they just it's not really an origin story. They just kind of jump into the story. So for me that loves the details, I'm like, oh, what happened in year one? You know, how did he meet Gordon? Like all these other things that I want answers to. And I know they released a book. Um, that's supposed to take place before the movie so I, I do want to go read that and see what they talk about but um, those were just a few things that I kind of jumped out at me okay that that makes me think of a couple things to go over super quick which that was something I really loved was that it isn't the Batman begins right at the beginning but yeah. it is like he's barely started doing this yeah. And so he's he's still like way more angry than disciplined. He's a little yeah. clumsy. Uh, all the gears a little more like kind of like really starting out. Uh -huh. um, and obviously we're not reviewing other Batman films, so I'll be quick with this. Um, you can, of course, share your thoughts on it. But with the Nolan trilogy, which is like the zenith of superhero films for me personally like i like the marvel ones i like dc yeah there's I plenty that, that i think suck some that are great and yeah like the dark knight probably being the best out of that trilogy i there's things i love more in the other two but blah 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 yeah the, the one th criticism i've heard about it which i agree with it doesn't like take me out of the trilogy, but it's he begins and then not too long after is the Dark Knight. Right. And then he goes away. Right. As like eight years or something. And then he comes back and then yeah. he has a big thing with like, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Then that's it. He's like, all right, I'm going to retire with Catwoman. Right. And it's like. <laughs> I know what Nolan was going for and I'm okay with it. It's like in this trilogy, it's more realistic. Batman can't keep doing this. He retires and, you know, he, he rises. He becomes kind of, I can let go of this a little. Yeah. And so I can accept it, but that's kind of what I liked about this is it really is like, this is year two or one, I, one of those. And, you know, 
I guess I'll say it right now. This whole thing's a spoiler review. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> all that. So if you care, listener or watcher, um, throughout the whole thing, his relationship with Selena Kyle, like I thought they handled that really well. Like, cause the tension's there immediately. She's willing to kill. He doesn't want her to kill. She's right. a criminal, petty criminal. And he's like kind of high and mighty about it, but yeah as the film goes along he starts to kind of be like all right there's a little bit of gray to all this and then she's like immediately like why don't you just come with me like let's get out of here and he's just like mm, nah i'm bad <laughs> and you're just like yeah it's yeah. like and i'm totally okay with whatever this series ends up ending at the trilogy or maybe it goes into four films or whatever but at the end of it him leaving with selena i'll, I'll accept it again like yeah. i'm i have no problem with batman quitting being batman yeah in film because it's just it's, like it's a story arc and it's satisfying yeah. but uh all i would say is just that if they're playing this long game of like back and forth romance with him and selena like uh -huh. i'm really into that because you know, that was always something goofy in all the Batman movies is they have a love interest and then it just kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so if they build it and then when they like hook up in the third film, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Cat so, in the bat. A lot of points on that. Um, sure. I, I will start saying like, you know, um, I think it's impossible to watch this without comparing it to the Nolan movies, especially if you grew up watching all that stuff. Yeah. And what's kind of cool yeah. about that is, um, you know, we saw these Nolan movies as they came out, especially The Dark Knight, which is still the pinnacle of like comic book movies across the board. And, um, you know, so it's really hard to be say like at the time, like, oh, these movies are perfect. How can they ever be beaten? Right. Again, especially with The Dark Knight. And to have the Batman come out and, and I would say either beating it or be neck and neck with the Dark Knight is pretty astonishing um, where it was such a fresh new take um, that I think it really um, hit the levels where the Dark Knight and those other Batman movies never really did. And, and I, I, there's, there's some interesting stuff, conversations going on Twitter right now with the Batman. It's kind of taken over and... Uh, a lot of interesting elements of that but but one thing specifically is people are still saying like the dark knight might be a better movie in general but the the batman is a better batman movie and mm -hmm. um you know i'll get into that here where i'll say um i think pattinson is batman is the best portrayal of, of of the character of batman we've ever seen live action and it gets the real um trauma and problems with bruce wayne that you know the other uh, movies have never really showed where he's still kind of like you know, a capable person, um, but really he's like a broken person, which is really shown in this movie. And Batman's really fucked up, you know, he's messed up as like, as much as most of the villains are. And what's great about this new movie is that it really, there's a mirror with Batman and Riddler where it shows them both as orphans. They, you know, Batman had money, Bruce had money, um, you know, at, the Riddler didn't, but they kind of have very similar paths. And then, you know, they veer off in different ways. Um, and so Batman's always on the teetering edge. Like he could become a villain, like almost at any moment, but he doesn't. And, and the thing that really keeps him from, from slipping to becoming a villain is his relationships with other people, with Alfred, with Selena, um, and, and eventually, you know, with Robin or these other, other people like that. But, um, <laughs> um, but, but that, that's why it's so important with, with these scenes with Selena, where 
or with, with Alfred, where he thinks Alfred's going to die in the hospital, which is, is arguably one of the best scenes in the entire movie, where Bruce starts to come out of his shell a little bit from being an intro, introverted and broken person to start healing, which is really the point of this whole movie, going from vengeance um, and just rage to, to then justice, which is um, a more of restorative thing where he's helping people and not just beating people to death <laughs> or whatever. So In a way, it's like a renewal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot of the, I will say that like a lot of the, the themes of how Batman grows and like, you know, it's, we're probably going to be ending up talking about the dark Knight a lot in comparison, because that is kind of like the goal. I think even Matt Reeves or a studio guy like went to Nolan and was like, we're going to try to beat you. Yeah. I don't think it's a big goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um the motivations of characters how they changed it from that trilogy it was really good and so i just picture them like scanning all the things that have been written about the nolan trilogy and they just like picked out like okay one complaint we see is that he wasn't really a detective right you know like they were just kind of cherry picking like what did the nolan trilogy not do right yeah and you know like that doesn't take take away from his trilogy because they're amazing films but it's like you said maybe not the best adaptation of batman yeah but it's as using batman and his villains as a way to tell a story about yeah uh terrorism and mass surveillance in the nolan trilogy it's like it's a beautiful template to use and with other uh comic book properties i hope what this one does is shows people no like these characters are great and they're very pliable right and so i hope that they do feel confident enough to get away from let's interconnect everything like because i like that there's the mcu yeah and they're all together and it's like episodic and so you're like yep just gotta see the next one to see where it's going but that being said it's like they're having such a hard time with a character like Superman. Right. And it's just like, no, just decide you're going to do like Red Sun and it's a standout standalone movie or. Yeah. Or just like, no, what's his total arc with a uh, Brainiac? And that's a whole trilogy thing. Yeah. And we'll two, two quick, two quick yeah. points on that. Uh, great, great comments. Um, I, I will say like, um, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's very hard to not talk about the dark Knight. It's the, not only the pinnacle of comic book movies and most people's opinions, but also the best Batman movie. Um, but then it's, I think it's really also hard to not talk about the animated series, Batman, the animated series and some of the animated movies. There's a movie in particular called uh, Batman mask of the phantasm that um, fans have long said is the best Batman adaptation, even better than live action. And a lot of people, you know, kids of the nineties growing up with the Batman animated series, um, and then also the Arkham video game series with Batman 2. I think those are really pinnacles as well. So a lot of people are like, oh, look, we love the Dark Knight. We love the uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the animated movie. We love the Arkham Asylum video games. And just trying to merge those to create the best Batman movie. And I think the Batman is kind of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and then um, one other kind of point, too, that I like you brought up Marvel is there's a fascinating kind of situation going on in in Hollywood and and superhero movies right now where um, Matt Reeves, he just got carte blanche. It's like, go make whatever the fuck you want. And you got 
complete artistic control. And look at what he did, something incredible that I think is easily one of the best comic book movies ever made yeah. um, already. And then you look at Marvel where it's really like, there's not really directors. It's by Kevin Feige, who's the producer. He's kind of the main director, but he's not really directing either because he's not a director. So it's this weird right. situation where the directors can't really do what they want to do. They have to fit into this box. And I think that's yeah. really the wrong approach. I would like to see more Marvel movies like the Batman where it's just like, here's their keys to the castle. Go make what you want and, right. and, and it'll turn out fantastic. So I think that's an um, interesting conversation to have about, um, you know, the, the movie industry right now in terms of this. And I think the Batman just proved how successful real directors are where they have a clear artistic vision and can create something that's unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. I would say with, that is kind of what it goes into and we'll we'll get back more specifically into the movie sure after this but like uh yeah that you, you can't talk about the batman without talking about this other stuff because yeah it is the state of hollywood at least as far as theaters go i, I mean just even streaming now but yeah i mean it is like the money making stuff and so you have marvel which like it like you said ran by kevin feige and a lot of these movies have like 40% of like the CGI fighting done. Yeah. And they bring in a director to do the character acting stuff. And so, yeah, they all kind of have a very similar tone. Yeah. And I think they've learned from that a little bit and adjust slightly. But so they're, all their films are kind of like mid-range yeah and then these dc films that obviously early on they were like oh fuck we gotta have a extended yeah, universe, universe too yeah <laughs> and so they just like did all these i think those movies are really bad they have some redeeming qualities but like the the whole Zack snyder universe thing and sure yeah wonder woman's good but then the second one's really goofy. I like it because of how goofy it is, but it's like... Yeah, uh, I thought it was like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I can't defend it other than it's just like, eh, Gal Gadot running around being silly. <laughs> but like... But then you get The Joker, which is a great movie. And yeah, it can really fluctuate depending on the director and how much of a voice they have. And so yeah. I'll use that as what were elements of just flat out film like cinematography music any of that stuff what in the batman is your favorite thing that, that this batman has ever done in comparison to the other batmans sure that's a, a really hard question to answer because there's a sure. lot of things i like um the music was just phenomenal there's yeah. been a lot of people i've heard that just like been coming out of the theater talking about music so you know the music's great when the audience is actually talking about the music Mm -hmm. um the cinematography is incredible i believe his name is uh i'm gonna butcher i think it's dave or dan frazier or something Here, I'll look yeah you can look it up talking. real fast but he just did dune um mm -hmm. so he's he's really on a roll probably one of the best cinematographers uh in, in film right now i mean yeah dune greg frazier yeah and he did rogue one as well which yeah, is did like rogue probably one. the I think most he did beautiful the star wars movie it's oh yeah he did the mandalorian as well and then yeah. he also did uh let me in which was the previous matt reeves movie that they worked yeah. on together zero um, just, dark 30 killing them softly yeah just incredible yeah. cinematography um and what that's an element of the batman that's so great you know instead of like looking to other comic book movies to be influenced by they're influenced by the godfather 
by seven by Zodiac. Oh, seven, absolutely. Yeah, it looks exactly like seven. And what it, was the one line in the movie that's like, how will these people learn? They oh, yeah. have to see, they have to be shown. And you're like, oh, yeah. wow, that's lifted directly from seven. Yeah, he said I didn't that have the, a problem with it, but I was just like, yeah. oh, holy shit. He, he said the Riddler was based off of uh, the Zodiac Killer too. So, um, but uh, so those were elements that I liked. My favorite thing about the Batman, um, and I think this is the biggest difference between this and the Nolan movies or Tim Burton or anything like that. Tim Burton actually did this better than Nolan, but Gotham City is finally a character in this fucking movies. And mm-hmm. Gotham is so important to not only Batman, but to Commissioner Gordon, to the villains, like getting Gotham City right and just getting that vibe and atmosphere, it really like just kicked it up like 10 notches in my opinion. And it's like probably the best thing about this is like Gotham feels like a real character now. It's like this just dripping with like grime and corruption and like crime and all this stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. um, it's just like a place that doesn't even look like anything from the real world. It's just so fantastical and wonderful. I feel like um, this is the Gotham we've been waiting to see for a long time. And I think even better than Tim Burton's too, because it, um, um, you know, feels a bit more real and a bit more creepy and scary, which I like. Um, Tim Burton had a great Gotham, but it was inherently going to come out like a Tim Burton Gotham. So it's it's just so much his voice that. Yeah, it's it's pretty campy. Yeah, it does that. Yeah. Which is is Tim Burton. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but it's like uh, to go back a little bit. I think on some of that, um, the uh, yeah, I think when they were putting this movie together, it was like you said they were. It's like okay, Arkham Games, the '90s animated series, and you know, Dark Knight. You know, those are good, and then we'll put those together. And then they like showed that to Matt Reeves. He maybe even helped with that. And then Matt yeah. Reeves was like seven. Yeah. We're gonna do seven as a Batman movie. Yeah, and it's it has so many like parallels, just like the Dark Knight was Heat. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Oh, it's, for sure. It's kind of like Seven is this, and it's, yeah. it's a smart choice because I've watched Seven before and been like, Seven's Man, one of my they favorite should make movies. a Batman like this. Yeah, I've thought that before, and so uh, just the tone of it, it's like yeah, it's it's an oppressive city, and it's like just the rain of it just constantly coming down it's like yeah like you feel the weight of like what batman has to deal with and i like that he had to yeah he's like i can't be everywhere i can't solve everything so i gotta be real particular yeah i liked when he's like on the bike and he's not even in the bat suit he's just yeah yeah, he's like changing back and forth it's pretty cool he's just kind of looking you know he's doing his research and then i mean yeah that has to be said is that the detective element that's another thing from seven that i think that they did that was really smart like each crime scene and then finding little things and uh gordon is a lot like morgan freeman's character yeah kind of like his partner throughout (laughs) a lot of it and kind of going along and their, their relationship was one of my favorite things in the movie. Yeah. It's actually really funny. Like, you know, surprisingly funny a lot of the times with the thumb drive thing. And he's like, right. he's like, oh, the gun thing. No guns. That's your thing, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that's what I appreciate is the humor was relevant to the situation. And it was, it's still dark humor. 
Yeah. Like it wasn't that sarcastic, silly thing that every Marvel film has to do. I was going to mention when we were talking about Marvel real fast, they do something that has really gotten on my nerves, which really like fan service, right? If you compare the Batman to Spider-Man, like I like the new Spider-Man with the three Spider-Man and stuff. And but I haven't seen it. Okay, sorry. Spoiler alert. No, I'm kidding. But, I, already, I, I haven't seen it, but I already knew all but that. But a lot of it was fan service where it's like, this isn't really a story. It's just like, this is the character, like the director's like winking at the audience. Like, isn't this cool? We we showed this character. Now we'll show this character. It's like not really a story. Right. Um, but I like how this isn't really fan service. It's a full story and you're just immersed in it. And what's cool, the way they do that is it's um, how they use genre. It's not a superhero genre. This is neo-noir. This is a detective story with Batman. You know, that's like, you can't talk about neo-noir modern uh, movies like that without mentioning Seven and Zodiac. And that's how you get to that because it's Mm. in the same genre as this. So it's not really like supposed to be a superhero. It's it's supposed to be a detective story. It's supposed to be noir. It's supposed to be just with Batman. um, And and I think that really shows. I will say right there though, something you said, I think my biggest gripe with the movie uh-huh. And it's the and it is a little fan servicey to me. Sure. Is when Riddler's in Arkham and the, the at, character, at, the joke, it has to be the Joker. Yeah, at the end, yeah. And I'm like, nah. So, so this and is, I'm like, so it's gonna be that guy? Like and like Yeah. Hmm. So so this is really cool. I, I, yeah. I felt the same way the first time I saw that. I was like, oh what the fuck? You know, like yeah. they did that at the end of Batman Begins, showed the Joker card. That, the card them. reveals so much cooler than Yeah. Let me have my little scene real quick. Like Yeah, well, well check this out. So there's actually sure. some interviews with Matt Reeves, and he's talking about like that was never my intention. It's not like to tease a sequel, a sequel or anything. Mm-hmm. He actually had other scenes with the Joker throughout that they cut where right. he was doing like a mind hunter thing or or like, you know, Hannibal Lecter, where Batman actually goes to Arkham, he's talking to him, and there's like some lines where it's supposed to be like, oh, it's our anniversary soon. So like, you know, he, he did something with Joker in year one before year two. And I actually wish he would have kept those scenes because I think it would have made it less fan service where it actually, he's Joker's involved in the story and it would have been a bit cooler, but I guess he cut those scenes. There'll be deleted sure. scenes on the Blu-ray, but I thought that would have been a lot cooler. I was like, damn, we should have left those scenes in. You no, know? I agree. So, and you know and that's like a tiny little gripe and i can accept it and that leads me to a couple questions but i'll say first that uh as i thought about it more Uh i was like i thought it was smart to like no this is just the joker like here you go yeah and like because at this point you've had heath ledger and joaquin phoenix right like the expectations for an amazing Joker adaptation, yeah, are like, yeah, the next one will probably be pretty good. But good yeah, luck. it's like unless and, you're winning an Oscar, you can't be the yeah. Joker, you know. Well, all I'm gonna say is like, that's what I think they should do with this character, and that's where I'll get to your take. Yeah, is uh, I think, and then like you're saying with these certain scenes they shot, yeah, um. Yeah, they probably should have kept it in, but it is already a pretty long movie. That's another, like, if I had to find a tiny gripe, it's like, yeah, yeah maybe it goes a little too. I was into it the entire yeah. time. The second time watching it last night, it felt fast. Like, right. I didn't feel like three hours. So. Meanwhile, not I'm not getting you going on this, but Nightmare Alley, I had to watch it four separate parts just because it yeah. bored me. Yeah, that, and, I thought that was interesting. You t- saying that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. 
What, uh, one, but one quick... the... no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. I'm finishing this. The Go Joker. Ahead, yeah. He should never be a main villain in any of the films. I think so too. You may yeah. be like in the third one, he gets out and he's in tandem with something else going on. Yeah. So that escalates. So you have, maybe you have like that awesome scene where it's kind of like Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter gets out and you're like, yeah. holy shit. And it's such an amazing set piece. But yeah, I just don't think he should ever be the main villain for a while. And it's time to do like, what I keep hearing in the rumor mill is Mr. Freeze. And it's like, yeah, I've heard you that. adapt uh, the one from the animated series. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the name of it? Uh, the Heart of Ice. That yeah, Heart of Ice or something. Yeah, it's like, like it would be such a great thing. So good. Yeah. I think they should do um, Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze again. And yeah. then people are like, what? They're doing that again. And then they just fucking kill it. Like, yeah. Poison Ivy could totally be like an eco terrorist. Like, she cares more about the environment than humanity. And she thinks there's no way humanity's going to. Yeah do anything about climate change which i think could be a really relevant like no i just human beings are fucked yeah never gonna do this, so i'm gonna kill them so, so mother earth can come back and then freeze is like sure freeze it <laughs> grow it whatever where's my wife and yeah. i don't know but so like kinda... shit like that so how do you feel about the joker thing yeah and let that lead into what villains do you think they should adapt or characters? Sure, yeah, great, 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 uh, great question. So um, I will say real quick on the Joker thing. Um, um, one of the things that I actually liked on the second viewing, you know, the first viewing I hated it. So maybe you'll, you'll get a different sense the second time. But the second time I actually noticed a, a deeper theme where, you know, at the end where Batman is interrogating kind of Riddler in the jail and Riddler freaks out. He's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to go this way. He was seeing Batman as an equal, as a friend. He was trying to make a friend with Batman. Like, yeah. we're in this together. We're doing this. We're teaming up. But it, it wasn't that way. So what I a great twist, he, by the way. Yeah, great, great. Like, it's like, oh, fuck, he knows who he is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, just, good, he loves Batman. It was such a good twist. Me and my brother were talking after. I was like, wait, so he didn't know who he was? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, and also, just to get it out of the way, his little yeah. minions that have followed him they're in a way are like yeah batman but then obviously he comes and fucks him up yeah but then they like take his mask off and it's that guy from the funeral and he's just like i'm vengeance and yeah. not getting thrown back at batman and he's, yeah, he's like, like oh shit oh. you know i can't be vengeance you know he's, yeah. he's called vengeance the whole time like throughout the movie by everybody catwoman yeah. penguin everyone's what you calling doing, vengeance, vengeance? Yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. get to Penguin in a minute because he's my my favorite character. Of the that whole. was pointed out in a review also is that he's not actually Batman in this. He's Vengeance. Like everybody yeah. thinks he's Vengeance. Yeah, yeah, Vengeance. Anyway. But um, so I think you know having the Joker scene in there at the end where he's like, you know, he he basically makes a friend with Joker instead of Batman. I think that was a very nice way to end um, Riddler's arc and then mm -hmm. possibly go into sequels because now. You know, he's like, oh, shit, I try to be friends with Batman, but Riddler's my main pal. Um, so yeah. I, th I, th I think that Riddler or that Joker scene makes a lot more sense in that context with with him being a friend to Riddler. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the Joker real quick. Um, sure. I think you're absolutely right. I think Joker works better as like a um, basically an antithesis of Batman where he's not really supposed to be the main villain, but he's just a, another force in Gotham like Batman, but an opposite force. And I love in the comics where seeing joker interact with other characters is that 
a, a spot where uh, Scarecrow shoots the fear gas to Joker and doesn't do anything because he's not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. So I like seeing Joker interact with the villains just as much as I like seeing Batman interact with the villains in a, in a different way. Um, so I would agree with that. In terms of villains, um, I'm kind of biased because um, it's, it's as a film director, it's my dream to one day make Batman movies. So I have about five Batman movies I want to do and I have specific villains. Um, and I have some villains I've even created for films. Um, so I, I'm, I'm always glad when they do villains that aren't what I want to do, which is what kind of happened here as well, which I like. But I'd love to see um, I'd love to see Mr. Freeze. He's, he's one of my all time favorite villains. I've heard a lot about Court of Court of Owls, yeah. um, which is kind of a secret organization with yeah, all kinds of. I'll cut in right there. Sure. I don't know a lot about that, but I could see that being with how much they were talking about the dirt underneath the history of Gotham and yeah if they hinted at that and maybe they did a little bit in this one and I missed it I don't think they did but if that's their big bad like this whole time is this Court of Owls thing going on yeah that could be a really great way to cap the trilogy off if that's his plan yeah I think it would be better to wait a movie to do that yeah but like start dropping little yeah because it's it's pretty similar to this kind of storyline where a bunch of, you know, rich, famous people or whatever, powerful people are running things behind the scenes. It's very yeah. similar to that. So I think it'd be good to do something else. I will say too, um, in the second viewing, I actually picked up an Easter egg. So there's that reporter that has all the dirt on Thomas and Martha Wayne that, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad kills or whatever through Falcone, not Falcone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, um, it shows a, qu- a clip of it, but it says Edward Elliot. And the first viewing, we thought he was like, oh, is he related to, you know, is he is he Riddler's dad? But then the second time I noticed Elliot, and that's actually a reference to Hush um, mm. as, as another villain. And he's kind of a friend of Bruce Wayne. They grew up together, um, friends of like a, a family. And his name's Thomas Elliot. So um, that could set up something for Hush as well, which would be great because he's an awesome villain too. So yeah. I, I'd love to just see villains that have never, we've never seen on screen before. Um, they're actually doing Firefly for the Batgirl movie. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that. I'd love to just see villains that haven't ever showed up on movies yet. Well, and uh, yeah, I guess that is kind of what, what it'll do is... Um... Because one thing I liked about this is I had a very grounded approach, but it did add some elevated technology, like the eye camera. Yeah, that was cool. Was pretty great. And I was like, all right. So they can take a character like Mr. Freeze and probably come up with some kind of way to finagle his condition to make, make it seem grounded. Yeah. And, uh, but obviously there's some that it's just like Clayface, Man Bat. I don't think that can quite yeah. work unless you kind of radically adapt the character. Yeah. I heard somebody say when the city floods, they're like, well, Killer Croc. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, there's also dude. Solomon Grundy, who's kind of underground. So it's like with those, I'm like, I like some of those villains, but I'm not so sure. Yeah. But See, like maybe the second one, they have a bunch of. Uh, it's kind of more like gangland wars. It, they show a ton of villains. Yeah. And they, there's cool. one main big bad one. Maybe it's even the Joker manipulating shit. Yeah. But then you know I, I love the Dark Knight. I still want a more proper Two Face adaptation. 
Oh yeah. He was always my favorite when I was a kid. Dude, he's so good too. And in those animated series episodes, those are fantastic too. Of how just he's like so creepy before he even becomes uh, Two Face as Harvey Dent, and yeah, so fucked up that it's really great. So anyway, I realized that we're so into this movie that we're speculating about like, <laughs> well, what would you do in future ones? Like, it's yeah. obviously laid the groundwork for. Oh well, what's the next one gonna be? Like, it's already like got me hyped. Like the end yeah. of Batman Begins did and I mean even after the Dark Knight because yeah. you knew Joker was going to be the villain in the second one so I remember leading up to it's going to be Bane I was just like who's it going to be is it going to be this is it going to be that like and yeah that whole wait was kind of torturous but fun you're yeah, just like yeah. waiting for that but um to get back to the movie uh, I was also going to say the where is this here? The music, the music is composed by Michael Giocchino. And he's, let's take a look at some of his films. Yeah. He did The Incredibles. He like he did a lot of like um Pixar. Oh, yeah, movie. he did his Incredibles, huh? <laughs> yeah, and uh he did Star Trek and yeah, he, like Coco. A lot of people are saying this is his his best score. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's um, so what, so emotional and yeah, and I I was listening to it as well in between the first and second viewing of the film and um, yeah, what's great about it is all like the main characters they have very distinct themes. So you mm -hmm. know Bruce has like the Batman like this like you know done 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 thing going on. Yeah, um, Catwoman's got all these strings and stuff, which is pretty kind of cool. jazzy. Like, yeah, jazzy, but like strings like pulling on mm -hmm. your heart sort of thing. And yeah. then what's cool that I picked up too with the Riddlers, it's a lot of choirs. But then you like you know it goes back to him being a kid in the choir and, yeah. and uh, kind of hits hits with like the story elements too, which is really awesome. Well, it blends with Ave Maria a little bit. Yeah, like he takes yeah. some of that and it becomes part of his theme. Yeah. So if you bit. go back, I, I was the second viewing. I was watching it with the music in mind more, and just you could pick up like different elements just by the changing of the music and the characters and stuff yeah. like coming on screen, and it was really cool to see how well the music was done i thought it was one of the best scores that i've heard in a long time well i mean the intro was just great like uh it plays ave maria it just says the batman then it goes to the riddler's perspective all oh, great yeah. and heavy like, yeah creep. and then it starts out like a horror movie i thought that and ninja was like, a real ninja hmm. by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh is that like the ninja from the animated series? i know i was He's like oh i just up. killed him <laughs> Yeah. Just a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, it's such a great intro. But uh, I don't know. Music was great. Cinematography, beautiful. I think the best cinematography of all, of all the Batmans. Yeah, I'd say music's hard to say, but this one may be. Okay, so how we said the Nolan trilogy is maybe a better movie, but this is maybe a better Batman movie. Yeah. I would say with this movie's music, is like this is maybe the best music. Yeah. Maybe not the best Batman. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'll have to think about that, but it's really wonderful. Yeah, really great production design too. Um, all the sets, they really use real sets, like you know, that that gunfire shot in the hallway, it's all practical. That yeah. explosions, like a real explosion. Um, I love seeing like um Wayne Tower, like just like his his house looked fucking awesome. I'm like, I want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> like all, all the sets were just incredible. The costumes were really cool. I just yeah. kept thinking about 
Batman's like costume. I was like, what is that for? You know, like, what is, what does this thing on his belt do? You know, I was just really curious about all these little elements that were really well done. I love the adrenaline shot. Yeah. People thought that was, Oh yeah. He's going to need that. Absolutely. He just got fucking like, he got shot with a shot. Like I'm ready to pass out. You're like, I can't fuck. Yeah. And then, and then what it says about too, about how he's like protecting Catwoman, you know, that's the, um, her, her reaction to that was pretty telling, but, um, yeah. yeah, um, I guess we could chat about Penguin real quick. He was my absolute favorite part of the whole fucking movie. I love Colin Farrell a lot. Mm. He's one of my favorite actors and just like, I still can't even believe that's Colin Farrell. You know, I've seen it twice now. And like, if I didn't know it was Colin Farrell, I would never believe it. He's just so good. He's he really just disappears into uh, Penguin there, and um, mm. I like how he's just this weird, twisted Tony Soprano, and uh, he was just funny the whole movie. The good cop, batshit cop. Yeah. <laughs> no, he so, was he was great. Um, so that's uh, that's another element that's kind of easy fun to break down a bit. Is I that was supposed to be Jonah Hill, wasn't it? I think he, he that um, was the one he turned he down because he didn't yeah. want to play a fat character yeah i guess so and it's I'm like it happened, thank god yeah. i yeah. like jonah hill but i don't maybe he would have killed it who knows but like yeah. i'm like nah colin farrell's amazing in this role he's so good and i think he should be nominated for academy award honestly i, I think he's get behind that good for that. It. there's quite yeah. a bit that i think this deserves award recognition yeah um so i had one thing but it's kind of i'm Real trying to quick. think it's like cinematography this uh, yeah. it's not coming back to me so what i wanted to get into was yeah. let's go break down some of the characters since we sure. got on penguin is that that your favorite penguin adaptation of all yeah, time i mean i i still love danny devito it's sure. hard to not love danny devito <laughs> but yeah i think it's really good i like that he was um you know danny devito's penguin just kind of a freak um, he's pretty smart. He runs for mayor and stuff, but he's not a gangster. Like, well, we're like gangster. we're running into this again, where it's uh, yeah. no, it's amazing, but it's amazing because of Danny DeVito, not because right. Of a proper yeah, it's not really the character of Penguin. I think Penguin's a really ruthless dude. There's a comic um called No Man's Land where there's an earthquake and Gotham City's like cut off, and Dark Knight Rises kind of is influenced by it a little bit. Mm. But um, in in that Penguin just like takes over. He's like selling like apples to like for like rolexes and he's just like hoarding all this money and stuff he's like yeah. he's a really ruthless and really intelligent person penguin is like he's kind of like riddler but he like applies it for money not yeah. for like puzzles but he's just you know like so i'm excited for um the second movie because penguin's gonna come in and take over falcone um his power stuff um which was actually you know we were talking about predicting movies after the dark knight joker like kills all the mobsters and stuff i always like was like oh it'd be cool to bring penguin in and then have him like take over the power vacuum so i'm glad they're kind of setting that up and we were talking about um a second ago just how excited we are for the the next iterations going on i think it's even more now because they've already announced two tv shows there's a penguin tv show on hbo that's Max. what i was going to mention is that how they're expanding the there's an arkham asylum one they're setting yeah. stuff up to like well maybe this character doesn't like the people seem to love victor's ass i'm like whatever yeah and, but it's like oh perfect put him in an hbo max show like he's yeah. not, he doesn't get to be a main villain in movie yeah they, they actually might have joker in this uh, arkham asylum one there was supposed to be one about the gotham police 
but they kind of put that one on hold to do uh, Arkham Asylum instead, which is cool. So there'll be right. that and Penguin and maybe a Catwoman one too now because she's so popular. Everyone seems to really like. Oh, her. that was the part in the movie where when she's saying she's leaving, and I was like, she should go to Paris because there's that comic of Catwoman yeah. in Paris. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You could do a total spinoff film of Catwoman in Paris, and it'll be amazing. Yeah. And then they're like, eh. I like that she mentions ball, uh, maybe she'll go. I like that she mentions Bloodhaven a lot too. Bloodhaven's another uh, city that's close to Gotham. It's really um, important in Batman. Um, uh, Dick Grayson, when he becomes Nightwing, he goes and like takes over Bloodhaven and Bat- Batman's in Gotham. But kind yeah. of just a cool element of the world building there. But, yeah. So maybe with the flooding, it'll lead to slight adaptation of no man's land that'd be interesting yeah i I think that would be great yeah let's stick to the movie we're going off again Eh, yeah i know it's it's fun to talk (laughs) about but it's just like i talk about the movies um so favorite Catwoman. yeah i think so um probably mine yeah i love the other two but yeah she's really um I like how she's like very like a, a street person of Gotham, like more of the people compared mm. to Batman, you know, and there's an element that's really great about this new movie where she kind of talks about privilege and stuff and um, mm-hmm. in terms of money and like white privilege, but she also talks a little bit about male privilege, which mm. I think is really great. There's this part where they're up on the roof and Batman's like uh, her Catwoman's friend was killed and Batman's like, well, fuck her, you know, she yeah. kind of deserved it. She, she should have thought about it. She was a hula. Yeah, but then Catwoman really pushes back on him and it's like, and she's like, well, you don't understand, like, blah, 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 like, my mom, Falcone's my dad, all this shit, and Bruce is like, holy fuck, you know, I didn't understand, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I actually think yeah. it's such a good moment because it's like, in terms of, like, classism, but then also, you know, you know, male privilege, too. We don't always understand what it's like to be a woman, especially, like, a woman um, in Gotham that doesn't have money. You know, that's a whole other situation, so we don't, uh, Batman wasn't really getting what she was talking about her experiences which i think hits on so many great elements and i think it's really like one of the first there's a there's certain moments where bruce kind of evolves Mm. from being vengeance into being batman and that's one of them i think that's such a good moment where he sees catwoman he's like oh shit you know she's totally right i don't understand and then the other moment i think is with alfred where alfred almost dies and i think there's another moment at the end where he like cuts the thing he's like fuck it you know uh, yeah. I'm gonna sacrifice myself for the people and and lead him out and you know, yeah. put put them first. I think those are really the growth moments for the story and that Catwoman one is so important. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think a really great Catwoman. I'm really excited to see what she does. She's uh, um, her it showed it showed off her a lot of her her elements that you know um, weren't really in the Dark Knight Rises where her combat and stuff. She's like pretty capable. She like beats up batman a lot in the comics mm-hmm. and, and then and then um she can really take care of herself too i think um it was really well done here so sure. well let's hit the other ones kind of a little quicker sure yeah um you agree that alfred was a little undercooked um it was, it yeah was, it was good but it was just like hmm, i think kinda, he, yeah not. i think i got enough alfred where it was cool um yeah. i think just having a three-hour movie you know you can't hit everyone equally and uh i think sure. they hit alfred enough like um i liked how he was like helping him solve the codes and stuff and sure. i picked this up the second time too 
Um, one of my favorite movies is uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's about, you know, British spies and stuff. But they call mm -hmm. it the circus. And he said, like, oh, my time in the circus. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, yeah. so it's like about British spies and stuff. And then, yeah. and then and like, he that trained scene... them to fight, I guess, rather than doing yeah, the mountain yeah. Razagul thing. Yeah, I really like that a lot. And like, I, I think that hospital scene with, with Bruce and Alfred, I think it's possibly one of the best Batman scenes of all time. Like, it's so good. Um, it's pretty good. Where, where Bruce is, um, you know, really comes out of his shell and like, and, uh, you know, it connects with Alfred in, in a meaningful way. I think, I thought it was really done really well, so. I don't know the interaction between Batman and Alfred and uh, Batman Forever when he says he's going to get drive-through. That might be <laughs> the most poignant. That's true. Alfred you know, Batman interaction, but. And we got to give a quick shout out to our, our guy, Michael Caine and, and the, uh, you know, Tangerine, tangerines and stuff <laughs> what about the bloody tangerines <laughs> so, sometimes um, they want to burn the bloody world down yeah i'm sorry master wayne we yeah. beat alfred um anyway riddler um, clearly the best all i will say is that in that interrogation where you find out oh he doesn't know it's bruce he thought he was working with Batman. That's deliciously like delusional. Yeah. And then when he just how upset he gets that Batman isn't on the same page with him. And yeah. then, and then when Batman hasn't completely figured it out. And then he just was like, Oh, you are not as smart as I thought you like. He's so yeah. offended and yeah. uh it's great. Just bothered. Like that was my I was like, Yeah, that's fucking Riddler. Is that he does like Batman. He loves giving him all these riddles because he's one of the only guys that can like solve them. Yeah. And yeah, yet really he good. gets so upset when bad Batman has a hard time with him. I like how he's like some Reddit 4chan like leader guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, just good. the statement on yeah, a bunch of radical incels from 4chan. Like they yeah. could totally take what you're doing, Batman, and misconstrue it. So yeah, you do have to think about what you're presenting as a vigilante. Right. It was a really great, like, no, yeah, think about that, Bruce, because it's like you can't just be anger and vengeance. It has to yeah. have something more. Well, it was great too that like um the way that the story played out and the detective elements of like this goes to this, goes to this. And then at the end, he like brings him into the light just for him to get killed. And Riddler was always controlling Batman, always a step of the head. So he solved the riddle. But you know he was—he never really got one up on on Riddler. He even yeah. got himself caught on purpose, you know. So mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that he's a very formidable opponent for Batman, and uh, um, yeah, I loved how they did all that. That bringing him into the light thing was really cool. Yeah, no, that was very like, oh, he was in that apartment the whole time, just like watching the club, like, yeah. And, and then yeah, his apartment's very seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just all that stuff. Totally. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's all I'll say. Kind of getting to wrapping it up time. Well, we we can mention Commissioner Gordon real quick too. I thought he was uh, he was great. He was one of the really well done. Obviously, I like Gary Oldman, but um, this Commissioner Gordon like working as like a buddy cop with Batman the whole time. I thought that was. Uh, I mean, they're, they're really the only people they can trust a lot of the time is each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really well done. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's kind of hard. I I like both Gary Oldman and uh, what's his? I forget his name. Who plays him? 
in the original no in the, in the batman oh um i forget uh, his name jeffrey wright yeah jeffrey wright no he's amazing yeah and uh yeah <laughs> the the other gordon and the other ones is just like yeah silly fat guy yes <laughs> uh yeah. but uh I don't know. We talked about the music, the cinematography, the directing, the story, the acting. I think we pretty much wrapped it up. All I would say is just, yeah, maybe it's a bit overlong if you're not a huge Batman fan. But if you like liked Batman at all, there's so many little Easter eggs like the Iceberg Lounge. And yeah, it's just so good. It's like a lot of little treats, so I could sit yeah. through it and just be like, "Oh, this I do now. think cool. one really cool thing too that we could also mention real fast is just the sure. impact of this. Like, it's like kind of a moment. I think, like I mentioned on Twitter, like everyone's talking about this right now. As far as like I'm following and stuff, it's like so. It's really cool. I'm excited to see like how this kind of um, sits after some time and and, mm -hmm. and its impact. I think um, like people are still digesting it and stuff. I I know people have seen it like five times already, which is wild. But um, I'm really excited to see how this goes into the shows, goes into the sequels. I really think this will be another moment, kind of like um, you know that first Iron Man or that first uh, or, or the Dark Knight. I think this or will Batman will, Begins. Yeah, or Batman. I mean, that begins. was like the official gritty reboot that people are yeah, like, oh, yeah. didn't know you could do that. I think that just shows how awesome Batman is. Like almost every movie that comes out, it like shifts the the landscape of superhero movies. And I think this will absolutely shift it. I hope Marvel's paying attention, but like, fuck, we need to go hire awesome directors and just let them run, run wild. And mm. um, I, I think DC is already saying like, oh, every DC project will be director driven, artist driven, which is what needs to happen, I think. And um, I think Matt Reeves really knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah. and it's pretty phenomenal that this is even in the same ballpark as the dark knight is is pretty cool yeah and i ho certainly hope they've learned the lesson that they don't just look at this and go oh look make everything gritty now it doesn't yeah. work like that it's like no yeah. batman works really well as a gritty yeah. detective noir thing it's a character if you take superman make it fun and hopeful a little bit a yeah. more colorful a little more you know like certain characters adapt better to different takes and yeah. tones and yeah. i i think that is people's biggest gripe with like uh super um man of steel yeah was it just like why is this all dark and gritty like and it's just like i kind of liked it but i liked it too i think it's cool but if you're huge into superman i get that that was like oh that's not superman really and yeah one of my favorite comic book lines of all time is from hush the batman comic mm. and there's a part at the beginning where um i really like the narrating in the batman by the way the he's like yeah it's nice stuff. to have that too i remember yeah so that. there's a part of hush at the beginning where he's kind of narrating to himself he like he like sees a guy like breaks his leg he's like oh john smith he's like oh i broke his leg here last time he needs like you know stitches but there's a part where he's like Oh, I wonder what Clark would do in this situation like Clark Kent. He's just like talking to himself. And he's yeah. like, oh, Clark would probably do this and this and this and this. You know, always the Boy Scout. And he like breaks the guy's leg. He's like, but I was never a fucking Boy Scout, you know? Right. So it's like, it's one of my favorite lines of all time in Batman. And it just shows the difference between Batman and Superman. And, and then, you know, they're kind of dynamic. Like Batman and Joker have this, this weird 
thing going on and batman and yeah. superman do too because they're kind of butt heads a lot of the time and then they're friends and they always agree sometimes but um i think that's not I, i'd love to see that kind of done better in um in in the suit in the batman and superman stuff specifically um it's... they kind of shine mirrors on and lights on each other in different ways right I would say that I don't want any crossover with this Batman. <laughs> sure. I want it to just be Batman. I've always kind of hated the yeah. Justice League because I yeah. just disparity. This is, this is the Reeves universe. <laughs> that being said, uh, the new Flash coming out has Michael Keaton coming back. Yeah. Which I think is meant to like reset the Justice League a little bit. Because yeah. they, they, they're in negotiation from what I understand, uh, Henry Cavill wants to be paid more to be Superman, and they're not willing yeah. to. Like, nah. I think he's a really good Superman, honestly. I do, but I like him. Now he's getting a little old. Maybe you do want to go a little yeah. younger now. But anyway, oh, yeah. we're wrapping up. Sorry, it's just that uh, <laughs> Justice League. I'm totally cool with them doing all that, but make it over there, like make yeah. it the funner, more colorful justice league stuff and give me my batman away from all those other super powered yeah. heroes sure. yeah that's cool and that's what i want and i just i think we're at that as you say at a moment where it's kind of a moment hopefully that's the lesson they're like there was even a preview for an animated dog movie that has batman <laughs> in it yeah and it's i'm like Keanu reeves <laughs> yeah you're like see hopefully that's it it's like no, you can just have multiple Spider-Man and yeah. multiple Batman and people know the yeah. material well enough to be like, oh, it's just this version. That's my version. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I want Matt Reeves to finish doing his thing and then have him in DC like give me the keys and be like, all right. Now let, well, let I'm me sure they'll be calling you as soon as he's done. I hope so. Yeah, I, he's got some time. I got some time to, to get up there. Um, so they yeah. do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that anyway. But yeah, I agree. Well, cool. Um, we'll see you again for another movie that's coming out in the future. I'll let you know. Sounds if you, good. If there's one you think would be really good. Possibly some Oscar conversations going on. Uh, yeah, we could do that. I, I'm just, yeah. when does that happen? I think it's like in a few weeks at the end of March. So maybe we could do a little uh, post show. I don't know. Though. Probably, maybe, maybe we could do another one, like little predictions. Yeah, post, post show is not a bad idea. We could do a prediction and then a post show. Not cool. too bad. Uh, but yeah, good, I'll let you know and let me know if there's a movie coming out that I should see. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me, but <laughs> I try to get out to the theaters when I can. Yeah, it was really nice to see Batman in the theater. I'll say that. Yeah, I really, my intention, I will say that to wrap this all up. I. This is my first official, official back at the theater movie. That's awesome. I saw <laughs> Moonfall at Brewies before the Super Bowl, and that shit don't count. Yeah, it's that fucking movie Moonfall. was so stupid, and we I went there. I can't believe there. you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because my fucking friends who they yeah. like cheesy horseshit like that. I saw the trailer and I was like, holy fuck, I can't believe no, it's this. it's awful. And my <laughs> buddy Devin, like, we're laughing, like, yeah, this is just dumb. It is a great we're getting, title. We're getting yeah. drunk. And yeah. then, but our other friend who shall remain nameless, he's not really even my friend per se. Uh 
he's just like what'd you take and it's just like it was garbage it was trash and he's just like yeah. oh like i thought it was kind of and i'm like you and me are never gonna be if you think that movie was anything but trash i yeah. seriously question your brain so anyway i don't count that that sure. was yeah it's officially my first time back at the theater but i'm here to get drunk with my friends before the super bowl yeah yeah and just look at this goofy shit and this was like nope it's me my big thing of popcorn i finally had my movie theater popcorn you just went to batman by yourself yeah oh cool no yeah i was seeing it my roommate wanted to go but yeah i know. saw it last night by myself again so no yeah it's because I'm, I'm kind of a stickler about it i'm like i don't want to talk to anybody during this movie i want to sit quiet walk, yeah. eat my popcorn take it in oh. That's great. I love it. And so there you go. Theaters oh, are man. back. Well, well I got to do a, a thanks again for these paintings. They're some of my favorite things I own. Yeah. Um, hoped for you to do more villains one day when you get the time. But uh, I love your I takes on them I can't wait well. to be an artist again and not be busy with all the bullshit I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I will say like, you know, I like Matt Reeves' takes on the characters. I really love your takes as well. You did some interesting things with both of them. So, yeah. It was trying to mix Thanks. that old gothic noir from the animated series, but then yeah. add that kind of weird future tech without Yeah, it's really it. cool. I love it. Thanks. Cool. Well, thanks for the business, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. This is a good review. It'll yeah, Absolutely. Up. At, well, I guess it doesn't matter because if you're listening, it'll be <laughs> Wednesday. It's going to be the Jacob Wayne show's replacement for this week. And it should be great. So anyway, uh, talk to you next time. Thanks, man. Ta -ta! Thanks for having me on.